Bienvenidos! Welcome to another witch podcast. My name is Aura, one witch flying solo, and I'm here to bring you all the witchery. In cosmic news, we're in for, I know, right? I'm just going to ignore the fact that there hasn't been a new episode since March. Insert crisis here. Um, and we're just gonna, I'm just gonna pick up where we left off and <laughs> just keep it fucking moving, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a lot of that, right? Like the day to day changes, shifts, um, constantly on your toes. And the Hood Witch posted in March and it was, it just made me laugh. She was like, you were never in control. Like this world, all the powers that be, the, the, the great spirit and all of that it's it's a constant shift of energy and so the best thing we can do for survival's sake is to be adaptable and so adaptability is your saving grace like evolution is your saving grace this is survival of the fittest ladies and gentlemen you are facing pandemic crisis chaos trauma and if you do not do right by your highest good, you will not pass this test. That being said, on to cosmic news, shall we? So it, right now we're in first quarter moon phase, which is the power phase. This is basically that moment it's halfway between the new moon and full moon and it's the power phase because it's where you really have to surge so you've planted these seeds you've set this intention you've got the ball rolling at the new moon now a week in or midpoint from new to full is where your the power surge happens and the momentum kind of like picks up speed because now you're getting to fulfillment you're getting to completion you're getting to the full moon energy so it's really important to kind of tap into that power resource to see those intentions through to full moon to fruition if you will so i wrote down some things that um can help tap into your power and enhance it a little bit. Um, power fruits. Citrus is a really good power fruit. So um, citrus also ironically. So when I'm talking about power, it's in regards to the moon phase. But the sun, but sun energy is full of power as well. So it's really about that nice balance where you're kind of balancing that warmth, that heat, that fire from the sun, which can elevate your power. And then using it timely within the moon phases. Okay, so some of the things, especially for like your more seasoned practitioners, like some of the the things that I wrote down are definitely more sun-centric. Like citrus fruit, fruit is definitely more sun-centric. Um, wearing power colors like yellow, orange, and red is definitely more sun-fire-centric. But what we're really trying to do here is tap into the power source, right? In order to uh, continue that momentum to full moon next week. So power fruits, citrus, lemon in your tea, lemonade, um, an orange with your breakfast, orange juice, obviously grapefruit uh, is one of my favorites. Like I'll eat a citrus fruit, an orange or a grapefruit before 
uh, ceremony, before reading, sometimes in between readings if I have a, a several scheduled. A little citrus fruit gives you a pick-me-up. Um, it's a confidence booster, which is really nice because sometimes it's not about it's not about enhancing your power. It's about clearly identifying it. And having confidence helps to clearly identify your power. So when you're confident, you just are naturally more powerful because you have more belief in your capacity. And when you believe in your capacity you become a force to be reckoned with because now you're you're reaching pot- like potential that's untapped. So that's what happens when we kind of step into our power is that we really start to flex in all of the spaces that we can occupy. So some power foods. I know power ci- power fruit, citrus, power food, greens and grains. Somebody should have had a snack before she started writing notes, but that's fine. Uh, power food, power food. I wrote greens and grains. So um, greens are just really good for your for your insides um, in general. They help to metabolize things, and so that kind of speeds things up and enhances your power. And grains are really great because, first of all, grains are ancient and fundamental, but also they are filling. And when if you eat proper grains, uh, now listen to me. Now I'm a nutritionist. If you, <laughs> but if you eat proper grains, they do transform into energy in your body, which then um, again enhance your power. So it's all about getting the right type of uh, nutrition and energy into your body that will help to uh, enhance and elevate your your power. So I also wrote down some power herbs. There's a few different power herbs. Oh my God, this is so funny because I wrote down the power herbs and then immediately was like, this sounds like an amazing cocktail. I wrote a recipe. But so the power herbs, these are uh, moon herbs. So, um, so again, the sun, there's so many sun herbs, like you have your sunflower, um, and you have anything yellow, orange, like especially like calendula, which is really great. It's actually immune boosting. So that's really cool to incorporate in any type of power moment. So like if you wanted to make a power tea, for example, in the morning, you could do a black tea. I per- I like orange pico is one of my favorites. You could do like an orange pico black with some calendula, which is also marigold. You can pop some of that in there and then with either um, a lemon wedge or an orange wedge. And then you've got yourself like a power tea that's going to give you energy because it has caffeine. It's going to uh, be moon- immune boosting because of the calendula. And then the citrus notes will really help to... Um, bring in that energy and that confidence and that joyful sun warm kind of vibe so that's just like a quick cute morning tea that you can blend together that will help to enhance power so what i wrote down for some power herbs and i got this from a new book that i got that i do not have in front of me but it's really cool it's like this uh it's like the alchemist's handbook to herbs it's kind of cool anyway so um but it talked about um the moon liking pale colors and white obviously so like night blooming and also night blooming things like jasmine 
And I wrote down jasmine, mugwort, and cucumber. So jasmine is really great for tapping into moon energy. Cucumber, really great for tapping into moon energy. And so then you know she created a cocktail because I was like, ooh, if you take a jasmine simple syrup. So simple syrup is just equal parts water and sugar. And so then you have to, I mean, Enchanted in Salem actually sells it. That's where I had it before and made a cocktail with jasmine simple syrup. It was incredible. But you can also make it. There's a few steps involved that's not impossible. You create a jasmine hydrosol, you take that hydrosol, and then you create the simple syrup from that, and then you've got yourself a jasmine simple syrup that you can add to anything. But basically, you're going to take the jasmine simple syrup, cucumber muddle, which is basically like um, you take a couple slices or a couple um, wheels of cucumber and just mash them down until they're kind of liquefied. Um, or you can liquefy them too. And then you've got like a froth, like a cucumber froth. So you're going to do a jasmine, simple syrup, a cucumber froth, your, the spirit of choice. So some might do vodka, tequila, gin would be really great with that. Even a bourbon might be interesting. So the, and then you can do a sparkling water or a seltzer to add that fizz and then a mint or floral garnish like i mean if you want to make it fancy and have a jasmine garnish like that's your business i would probably go with the mint leaf because i think mint makes anything a little more refreshing and there you have like a cute summer cocktail that's also enhancing your moon energy which I feel like that's it's like the perfect way to just keep it with you all the time. Like I'm like, oh, I made this delicious cocktail, but I'm also like channeling moon energy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's super cute. The moon phase that we're in right now and kind of building that momentum and that power, it's like this is all in theory and it's all great. But if all you need right now is to feel okay or feel better like that's cool too and so if you eat a piece of citrus fruit um cut the citrus fruit and so like one of the wedges from the fruit put it on your altar offer it to deity as your as a fruit offering as an energy offering um you know enhance dot 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 in my life so that I can dot, dot, dot. So like if I needed confidence or energy so that I could um, prepare myself for the next day where I may have a particularly challenging phone call or I wanted to, I mean, frankly, like clean out closets and <laughs> reorganize my um, beauty corner. Like I might need some outside influence from deity. So I might do a little offering. I mean, and I can guess I'll just kind of skip around. But so for like the ritual of the episode, right? Um, it's all about inviting deity in to assist and guide. So what you want to do is you start with your intention. So what is the purpose of this ritual and this reason and this connection that you want to make with spirit? Do you have an ask? Is there something that you need? Is this for gratitude? Is this for someone else? Is this for you? So just be really clear 
I can't stress enough how important it is to be really, really clear when you're performing magic to know what it is you really want. Like, my, I want said outcome. I want said job. I want this, you know, resolution. The more focused and precise you can be in your intention, the smoother the manifestation process because you know it's just like the law of attraction so many business references kind of discuss the theory where having that focus is really what can propel you forward because it channels all of your energy into one direction so it's kind of like uh I believe it's the Cheshire Cat. Alison in Wonderland asks the Cheshire Cat for directions. And the cat's like, cool, where are you going? Alison's like, I don't know. Or Allison, Alice is like, I don't know. And he's like, oh, well, then any road will get you there. You know, so like if you don't know the why or the what, you know, then... You can basically do whatever you, do whatever ritual you want if you don't know what the hell it is that you're like what your purpose is. Anyway, so we're gonna uh, tap into a power ritual. So this is going to uh, a yellow candle is best, yellow or a white candle, um, a citrus fruit of some sort cut into some wedges, some pen and paper, some incense. I like soft music sometimes. I like uh, instrumental. Um, I listen to a lot of drum music or um, just like, I don't want to say tribal because tribes are global, but it's definitely um, a bit indigenous, like um, brown, frankly, <laughs> like, you know, like just like uh, Latin rhythm, stuff like that. So what you're going to do is on this pen and paper, you're going to write down the who, what, where, when, and why of your intention. Kind of create a little outline. Which one of those that you've listed seems to be the one that stands out or had the most importance as you wrote it? Maybe it made you the most uncomfortable. Maybe it got you the most excited. Whichever one elevated your heart rate even the slightest bit is the magical purpose of this ritual. So you're going to pull that, extract that from your list, and write it again. When you write that again, just kind of look at it for a little bit. Prepare your citrus fruit. So if you have to peel the fruit, if you have to cut the fruit, this is the part where you do that. Cut up your fruit. Put, give a slice to deity as an offering. Once you've given a piece of, once you've given anything to deity, really, it no longer belongs to you. So you wouldn't eat that fruit later. You would just leave it there for as long as it is edible. So two to three days, a day or two, you know, three days max, usually on a open fruit. And then like max, especially in the Northeast here, we're going into the summer. And so you're going to take that fruit, and as you eat it, you're going to imagine it filling you with power to achieve said thing, 
or to enhance said thing that you had written down initially. So now you're like, okay, cool, with each slice, with each piece of this citrus fruit, I am enhancing my potential. I am clearing I am making room. I am clearing space for my power. Citrus fruit is very powerful that way. Citrus fruit, it can clear, can clean. You know, lemon is antibacterial. Um, citrus peel, like orange peel, is used in, in soap making and some cleaning products, etc. Uh, grapefruit is really, really great for confidence as an essential oil. So... Eating this citrus fruit and bringing it in with intention is super powerful. You're going to save the peel. That peel, whatever it is, lemon peel, orange peel, grapefruit peel, should be given some time to dehydrate. Takes a couple weeks sometimes. Just want to put it in a safe space out. Um, Make sure that it doesn't have any pulp or any... um, You know, it should be all rind and and peel. And you're going to let it dehydrate. And now you've kind of created, you have your own power peel. (laughs) Power peel, I don't know. But you have your own power peel that now you can save in a jar a few weeks later. And it's all a part of this power ritual that you've done. The intention that you write... Um, can change every time you do it like you can literally every time I know personally every time I eat a citrus fruit it is with the intention that I am infusing that sun energy clearing energy joy energy confident energy into my body you know um, using food as magical enhancers has been a saving grace for me through this experience through the past few months because it has made me more mindful of what I process because I was everything I do I just want to keep my immune system up I want to do anything to protect myself um, anything to enhance my manifestation work as I you know conjure through crisis so that's kind of what I've been doing and so This seemingly basic ritual has been extremely helpful for me, and I do it regularly where I'll write something down, and it's a meditation. You're like taking a moment for yourself to connect with your wants, your needs, your intentions, and then you're, you know, eating a fruit that elevates all things, your consciousness, you know, aligns mind, body, soul, And then finally, you save the peel, and it it serves you later, you know. And there's a there's so many things you can put it into a mojo bag, you can um, put it into a bath, you can put it into. I wouldn't recommend a tea because the rind and the skin. Like if you're gonna. Put it into some type of food. I just recommend zesting, which is like, you know, scraping the actual um, colorful exterior. But that rind, that white part of the peel is really bitter. And although it's great in magic, I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend it in kitchen witching um, unless you're incorporating it into um, some type of display or using it for your altar. Um, But best practice for peel, I like mojo bags and baths. And like altar, maybe like an altar moment 
you could use it as potpourri. You can mix it into... So it has a sachet. Ooh, a, a dream pillow. Really good for dream pillows. So you're creating something that then has multiple uses, you know, within ritual. I hope that was helpful. I feel like it was a little all over the place, but, you know, just me being honest about how I've been... um conjuring through crisis and managing you know managing all of the things so I wanted to um for the theme I guess or the topic today talk about being an ally and what that can look like you know um I think it goes way beyond posting and liking and sharing commenting on social media although that's cute um I think it's also very triggering and traumatizing to uh, post certain sensitive materials, but to each his own. So the first thing, you know, first of all, an ally, you know, you're willing as an ally, you're willing to fight for someone else's cause. You're willing to take up arms against your friend's enemy kind of a thing. Mind your money. Where do you shop? Do you shop small business? Do you shop marginalized groups business? So like, are you shopping LGBTQ? Are you shopping black businesses? Are you shopping brown businesses? Are you shopping local? Are you, sh- are you shopping in your neighborhood? I understand right now so much business is closed in so many different places. Where I live, I live in New Jersey. Most businesses are closed in New Jersey. So I understand the challenges, but, you know, there's a place in down in South Jersey in Haddonfield, New Jersey, called Meraki Market. Meraki Market, they're doing um, everything via Instagram. So they have, like today, it was so cute and I absolutely loved it. Uh, they'd had a virtual plant sale where she posted all of the plants that she had gotten in and, you know, type sold in the comments if you if you love this plant and blah 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 and you know looking from at the comments first of all I was an hour late so I likely missed all the plants <laughs> but but you know she sold out and I thought it was so powerful and she's you know female owned business local to the neighborhood you know that that type of thing so mind your money where are you spending your money are you spending your money with anti LGBTQ, um, anti um, human humanity groups? You know, groups that invest a lot in um, anti-abortion politicians and things like that. These are things. This is the first line of defense. Fucking with people's money gets results. For example. I believe it was the the Tuscan milk business that invested millions of dollars into plant milk because they lost a billion dollars because people stopped drinking regular milk and went into plant milk. I personally love a good almond, cashew, oat milk, like I'm here for it. So that shift... They lost so much money that they had no choice but to invest in plant milk, which I am more than sure had been suggested 
way before they made the decision, but they had to lose the money in order to create the change. And that is what I'm hoping we can all do together. Just mind our money. Do I shop Amazon? Yes. Cards on the table? Frankly, yes. For certain things, absolutely. But when I can, I shop small. So I would rather buy... If I need a scented candle, for example, I would rather shop House Freya or Rebels and Outlaws, A, because they're my friends, B, because they're witches, C, because they're a small business that needs support. Amazon doesn't need support. Jeff Bezos is looking at being worth a trillion dollars because we can't leave our house. We should not leave our houses. It's in our best interest, right? So we're doing all everything online. And I understand when you shop small, you shop artisanal, you shop handcrafted, the prices are different. The shipping costs are different. How fast you get items are different. But you're helping and you're investing in someone's dream. And that is how you can be an ally and mind your money. Invest in someone's dream, especially, especially marginalized groups. Promote those businesses. Promote the businesses that you support, whatever that business is and whatever it is that if you enjoy it. I'm not saying like, oh, okay, this is a brown owned business. I am going to support you, but you've never been there. You've never ate there. You've never seen what they offer. You don't even really like what they offer. That seems pretty silly to me. That is just you being trendy. You know, keep it real. Be authentic. I, you know, like the brands that I mentioned, Iraqi Market, House Freya, Rebels and Outlaws. Again, friends of mine, businesses that I support, businesses I'm happy to mention over and over again because they take care of their community and because they're witches. So it's like I'm checking as many boxes as I can, you know. So COVID and conjure, right? Crisis conjure. I've been super challenged trying to uh, maintain through trauma and crisis for my family, for me, for my friends, for so many that I watch suffer. It has been extremely challenging. It is the reason why you haven't seen or heard, I should say, you haven't heard an episode from another witch podcast in some time. There was, uh, there was illness, there was recovery, there was things that had to be managed. Um, you know, for me personally, my, my business took a super hit. I do hair and makeup. I have not done hair and makeup in months until yesterday, actually, that I worked on a tight, closed set, masks worn the whole time, the utmost the utmost caution and care taken because although I believe in my power of manifestation and my ability to witch, I also believe in science and think that it's important to follow regulations from epidemiologists and people who dedicate their time to study the effect, the cause and effect of said viruses and crisis, etc., Best practices for crisis conjure. 
protection, protection, protection. What are you using for protection magic? Are you not able to smudge? Are you not able to use smoke because of um, air quality and concern with lung capacity, etc.? Use sprays. Bring in plants. Wear, you know, wear crystals. Keep black crystals, white crystals, your favorite crystals on your person, by your bed, etc. Shower with intention. When you are bathing and you're able to clear, you are clearing your body of dirt. Take that time to align, to center, to clear mind, body, and spirit all at once. So I like to, in the shower, I have eucalyptus hanging behind my shower head. It doesn't smell as intense as it did when I first got it. But now I use it as a diffuser. So I literally will take an, uh, an essential oil. Lately, I've done, I've done eucalyptus, I've done peppermint, and I've done citrus. I did orange, lemon, peppermint, eucalyptus, all at different times. All when I really needed it. If I got to hop in, shower, get my day started, maybe I don't have the time to dedicate to like bathing ritual. But when I do have that little bit of extra time, I take that essential oil, drop it right over the eucalyptus, turn on the shower, and give it about 30 seconds before I hop in. Allow some steam to fill the room. And when you come back, it's like amazing. And the entire room is filled with the aromatics. When you get in the shower, it feels good to see the plant. And then it smells good because of the aromatics that you've added to the plant. And I always like to thank the plant for its participation in my in my um, meditation or ritual or ceremony. Super duper helpful. It's been very helpful. Those are some of the tricks that... I've been using. If you follow, um, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna run through a bunch of handles. But if you follow Lipstick Mystic on Instagram, that's my um, personal. I have two personal pages. I have Audalis Flores, which is my first Instagram that I ever created. It's really business, lots of hair and makeup talk. Uh, but then my Lipstick Mystic page is a is a little more. Uh, it's a little more balanced with witchery and hair and makeup and lifestyle, etc. So recently I posted a video of me doing like a ritual manicure. What I did was I took a piece of orange calcite and I used that to infuse the soaking water that I soaked my fingers in in order to clean up my cuticle. I lit a cinnamon stick, super... I. Don't know why. I'm going to light the cinnamon stick right now. I don't know why I haven't done that a million times before. Like, I've done it once or twice and never really paid attention to how it made me feel. But it's totally, you know, cinnamon has sun energy, has power energy. It brings prosperity and clearing and abundance, etc. It's really nice to burn a cinnamon stick. You get the smell of cinnamon. You get the, it has an incense kind of a vibe to it. And then the finish is burning wood. So it has, it just hits a lot of notes and it's really pretty. But anyway, so for this ritual manicure that I did, I 
lit a cinnamon stick and I smudged the orange calcite with it, dropped it into soapy water, soaked my fingers. Then when um, I moved on to the next step, I lit a white candle and I picked orange because I was trying, orange is one of my power colors, um, orange and yellow. It just makes me feel like it fills me with joy and makes me feel grounded because it's like sacral energy, solar plexus energy. So I painted my nails like a pastel orange and it was to connect me to that power energy. Being in our power, you know, feeling that healing, all of these things, whatever we can do to elevate those things and kind of enhance that energy in our lives, we should definitely be spending time doing that because right now more than ever, we need to, we need to be in touch with our deepest needs and our deepest wants you know if this is any indication like life is short and nothing is promised not even your job girl so it's like definitely important to tap into that energy by doing those little activities that being said another thing that has been keeping me so sane and so ground grounded are the moon circles that i've been hosting So anyone who's ever been to the Moon and the Muse events knows that we do different events, different themes. We we uh, gather at Salon 518 in New Jersey. Um, We've also gathered at Corkscrew in a wine shop in Brooklyn on Myrtle Avenue. Love them. That hasn't been possible since March. And at first I was like, woe is me. What do I do? Then I started to really, really miss community and my people and so many of you that are so awesome and are constantly like there for all the events and all the things. And I love y'all. And so I decided to take on the Zoom world and I've been doing these like virtual circles. They've been super helpful for me and for everyone. I feel like everyone that attends, I get really great feedback. I'm so grateful for all of you. But it was a way for me to stay connected with the community and help in any way that I could to elevate spirits. Next week is the full moon and a lunar eclipse. We're not going to experience it here in the Northeast, but around the world there will be a lunar eclipse. And so it'll be a nice time to kind of connect and and chat. And basically what we do in ceremony is go through some of the things that we discussed that I discussed in this episode. So whether it's a little bit of uh, uh, there's some conjure, there's some intention setting. Um, my favorite thing is to give you a list of things to bring to have on hand. So it'll be a candle, it might be incense. Um, you know, sometimes it's a crystal, sometimes it's a feather, sometimes it's a fruit. Fruit happens to be a favorite of mine um, as of late because I think it's such a great way to boost energy, get vitamins, um, you know, every fruit and its color association is connected to like a deity or a um, an energy, a chakra, etc. So super helpful to kind of like eat your colors <laughs> and enhance different uh, different things that could be out of alignment. So we've been doing that and it's been really, really great. So I hope that um, you guys can, if you're interested, you can go to the link in bio on Instagram and uh, 
meet me on Zoom under the moon. So that's been super great. Uh, Thank you for listening to the podcast. I feel like that is enough information for for one episode. Um, So next week, I'm going to pick up where the episodes had left off and tap into the Elemental series and discuss the element of spirit which is the fifth element. That's going to be an interesting, interesting episode. Lots of information to cover. And I want to hear from you guys, you know, DM, send messages, all of the things. This is uh, the next level of activation. And what does that look like? What do you need? What tools do you need? What insight, information, how can we as a collective nurture each other, and grow through this process. Love to hear from you. So drop me a line. As always, I appreciate so, so many of you. So again, I'm just going to name some of the businesses I had talked about earlier in the episode. Meraki Market. She's doing free local delivery. Lots of beautiful plants. Some super cool stuff. You can DM them directly. I'm going to share them um, on the Insta story on another witch podcast so you can get to know them better. Also, Rebels and Outlaws, they make really beautiful soy, uh, scented soy candles, intention-based, crystal-dressed. House Freya, she makes beautiful candles as well. Hers come with a crystal in them. They're, they're intention-based, beautifully scented. Also, we use the House Freya love melt in our unconditional kit so that's been a favorite of mine at the moon and the muse for a really long time these are just some of the businesses that i love that i support and that i would love to see grow and i would love also for you guys to share that as well i'm going to be putting some new information on our socials just so that we can all stay connected so you don't miss a thing because I'm pretty sure that I just mentioned like 18 different Instagrams to follow. But definitely follow mine, Auralis Flores, Lipstick Mystic, and The Moon, The Muse. Those are my Instagrams. Another Witch Podcast is the podcast Instagram. That's where you get updates on new episodes, recipes, rituals, and uh, social connectivity in general. This has been the first of many new episodes, One Witch Flying Solo. Love you guys. It's been real. Again, my name's Auda. And we're just conjuring through crisis, but we got this. <laughs>